You have found the Open Eclectic Podcast, where Nate and Josh talk about everything from mobile games to books to pet peeves to cars to toys. Our interests run eclectic and we're open to more. Welcome to the Open Eclectic. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Open Eclectic. As per usual, I'm Josh. I'm Nate. And we've decided this is going to kick off season two of the Open Eclectic. Yep. How long season are the seasons, you ask? That's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can tell you how long the first season was. We, I mean, we just kind of decided to make this the beginning of season two. I, I was kind of thinking, I was like, you know, because as we upload episodes to, you know, Podbean, plug for a sponsor, I mean, you know, just in case. Whatever. Uh, anyway, we use Podbean to upload our podcast. Um, so I just it, you know when you're when you're uploading, it asks you to enter the information for it. So it's always like you know what season, what episode, and I'm like you know just kind of go the auto incrementing thing, and I'm like oh we're still on season one, and this is you know we got a lot of episodes, seventeen, yeah, to be exact. I, we're making this up as we go, right? And, uh, I mean, we, we never like sat down and like. Plot it out like, okay, so when we get to episode 17, we're going to flip it over to season two, and it's going to be twice as awesome as the first season. And we kind of had an accidental hiatus a little bit. Yeah, Our lives kind of, my summer was way busier than I had planned, and anyway. So, yeah, so so we haven't released an episode since August 3rd, which was Top Gun Maverick, right? Yeah. That tracks as the last one we did, right? Yeah, and I think what a great way to end season one. Yeah, true. We didn't know it at the time, but that was that was the end of season one. Yeah, that was awesome. Absolutely, I think maybe it, we should make that a thing. Whenever we, I mean, we'd be more a little, little more intentional about figuring out when we're going to end it, and then we're like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna go to a movie, and then then so the next episode, the final episode of the season is going to be a movie review. Okay, I mean, it could be. I mean, or just something more. It doesn't have to be. I mean, this you know, I'm not, I'm not setting any rigid requirements for yeah. know, for this, but you know. it's open and eclectic. That's I mean, right. uh, you know, heavily media based for sure, but I don't mind. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I think I've said yeah, and so like fifty billion times already. That's all right. I don't. Do we want to look at any? Do we want to mention any of the statistics? I don't know. If, nah, nah. Well, I don't do that. Okay. Nah. Anyway, all we all you want, all you got to know. 17 episodes of season one. It started July 10th, 2021 was our first upload. The pilot episode. And the last one for season one is August 3rd, 2022. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So I, you know, so I was just kind of looking that at that. appropriate. Yeah, I think that's what I was thinking when I was, when I uploaded this last episode. I was like, you know what? I think we've got a season's worth of, of work here. It's been, you know, over a year-ish. So let's, let's, just, let's just flip it over to two. So that's what we did. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be season two. Absolutely. Makes sense. And, I, uh, you know, if if anybody picked up on what I was laying down on our Instagram post, uh, I did mm-hmm. I did allude to having some guests this week. Um, unfortunately, one of them was attacked by Nazgul. Yes, it was very unfortunate. Yes. And the other one fell into her cups at the Prancing Pony. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's what we're going to say. That sounds exciting. That's right. So, the Nazgul. So, is he is he is he dead or is he just like cursed with a like 
you know, like Frodo, I guess. I he mean, was attacked by the Nazgul. We'll see if he's injured. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Maybe we bring that bring that back. And then, yeah. I'm uh, sure we'll have opportunity. We've got good stuff. And then, you know, the Prancing Pony, she just got to sleep it off. You know, she'll, be, she'll be fine. She'll be fine. Just, yeah. Just, you know, just couldn't make it tonight. So I guess the retitle is uh, just the, the two podcasters. That's right. And two. that's, of course, an allusion, uh, alluding to season two, the two of us, and uh, Lord of the Rings. Yes. The two towers. So because what, what could we be referring to now? I, I don't know. Actually, I do know. I prepared. I did too. Kind That's of. Right. We yeah. watched. Uh, we decided to review episode one of Rings of Power. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually wasn't going to watch this at all. Uh, really, you weren't. You decided you just weren't going to watch it at all. Yeah, I made I that decision. We, did we talk about that on the podcast? It's possible. It's been so long. Yeah, because it, it, we, we heard about it like a while ago. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's you know, I, I I do remember we did talk about it. Yeah, it's been in the and it's been in the works obviously for a long time. And sure. It's Amazon, so they yeah. spent ba- bajillions, bajillions of 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 ducats on it. So, um, but yeah, so we actually it was um, it was was it Alexa's idea? Yeah, yeah. Superfan uh, Open Eclectic yeah. Superfan Alexa was like, "When are you guys going to talk about this?" And I was like, "I, I wasn't going to watch we're it." Not she going was to. like, "Maybe you should." And then we're like, "I was like, we should okay. have a watch party." Yeah. And we, you know, we didn't actually do that, but you know, yeah, we, we, we all watched it. it separately and we decided we were going to talk about it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were going to have, uh, her and, a, and another, uh, another friend on to talk about another Lord of the Rings f- fan, big Lord of the Rings fan, mm-hmm. um, to kind of talk about it a little bit. A lot of controversy surrounding Rings of Power. Uh, it seems like most disliked video on YouTube and then YouTube shut down the like count and dislike count kind of a thing. I mean, there's all kinds of weird stuff swirling around about it. And I just, uh, those weren't the reasons why I wasn't going to watch it. I want to be clear about that. Um, I wasn't going to watch it because to me, like we saw Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings movies, right? got the extended editions on dvd i bought them day one like the Mm -hmm. giant box sets and just blew me away and like the more i always like learn about them the the cooler they get for me uh and then i tried to watch the hobbit movies one day i'll finish those um hasn't hasn't been yet I, i watched the first two in the theater and when the third one rolled around i just never could get around to it but uh for me it's just like a complete it's a complete thing. It was, a, it was like a great adaptation mm-hmm. and I didn't need anything else. I didn't care. I don't care. I, I like, I just don't, I just didn't care. They were like, yeah, this is going to be a prequel to Lord of the Rings set. I forget how many years before. And I was just like, cool. I hope you guys like that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Like when I first heard of it, I was like, I think, I mean, I was a little skeptical, I think, but that's probably just cause you know, the whole internet was like, nah, yeah, yeah whatever. As it seems like everything uh, that's coming out and it's got hype or whatever has got controversy anyway. So I just, I wasn't really like paying a whole lot of attention to it as it was coming out. I just kind of heard like, oh, Amazon's doing this, supposed to come out, you know, 2022, you know, okay. Uh, I watched, I watched like the, I think the teaser, I think it was the, like the, it was the title reveal. It was just like a real, just like a big time teaser where they just revealed the the title of the show 
Okay. I did not watch. That's all I watched. Anything. Not the title reveal, not a trailer, nothing. They were like, we're doing this. And I went, I, you know. No, I'm with you, man. Because I was just like, yeah. You know, I, and, you know, I follow a couple like Lord of the Rings or Tolkien subs on Reddit. Um, you know, obviously they, they were talking about it. I mean, how can you not talk about it just because it's yeah. you know, such a big thing? So, I mean, I, you know, I saw, you know, posts and people's opinions or like links to articles and um, saw some pictures from the set and everything. And, and um, but I, again, I wasn't like super excited about it. But as it was getting closer, I was kind of like, you know what? Maybe I will. And then Alexa like kind of brought it up and I'm like, man, I bet, you know, and we're like, you know, we're all like, yeah, that'd be cool to talk about on the show. So then I was kind of getting excited, and I'm like, you know, I, I love I love Lord of the Rings. I don't I would not consider myself like the biggest like like a big like super fan, but I I do appreciate them. I, I read the book. Um, I I should read it again, but it took me like 15 years to read the whole thing. <laughs> you really did. Uh, <laughs> I did read The Hobbit, however. Yeah, really like that. Ooh, so fun fun thing for me. Which version of The Hobbit did you read? And here's how you know how in the book did the riddles in the dark go it's between Bilbo and Gollum. See, Josh, do you remember? Me. I don't remember. This so, is something I learned recently, actually. It's been, it's probably been about 10 years since I actually read it. So I started okay. reading it. My, I read, I was reading my dad's old copy that oh, he had. Oh, so you might have an original. Well, this, I mean, this was back when I was, like, in middle school. Yeah. So he had that at home, so I was, I started reading that, and I remember even, like, kind of talking to him about it a little bit. Um, but I didn't actually, like, I didn't, I don't think I finished it then, and so I, I didn't actually pick it up again until, like I said, like, 10 years ago. And the one that I read 10 years ago, I believe, was just like a, it was just like a Kindle, like a library loan. So okay. I, it was probably so, a fairly recent version, I guess. So the difference is, um, yes, please. When the when the Hobbit originally <laughs> came out, Bilbo and so I read the original as a kid, and then didn't realize. And I always assumed that this was like a Mandela effect that I was just misremembering mm. how this part went. Berenstein Bears. Yeah, Berenstein Bears. or Nelson Mandela dying. I mean, yeah, we could go on. Yeah. Um. And I remembered Bilbo and Gollum ending amicably like they weren't blood feuding golem mm-hmm. wasn't happy but you know he was like well a deal's a deal precious so let's do this you win you know and it was fine and he shows him the way out and that's how it originally was and then when tolkien came out with the lord of the rings he realized that he had painted golem as a bad guy who was like obsessed with the ring and had to have it back and so he had to rewrite a chapter in the uh in the original mm-hmm. hobbit and so now if you buy the hobbit they end poorly and and bilbo like escapes Gollum. and so uh, yeah, i reread that's how they painted in like well in lord of the rings yeah right? and in the you know, i know uh-huh. the movie you know you we're talking about that <laughs> wow i didn't know that now i so i'm guessing that the the what i read the, you know the kindle version was probably like you said i mean because it's Kindle version, so it's probably yeah, almost certainly that was the yeah the the edited version, I guess. Right, which is I, which is fine. Like that's. I wonder if my dad still has his old copy, and we should check that. That would have been from like 
probably would have been from like the 70s. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know all the the details of like the publication and the timeline and stuff. I just always remember reading that part and and like when I on my rereads, I was always like, this is weird. I don't, I just, I just don't remember this, you know. But I actually read reread The Hobbit uh, this this year. Really? Okay. Yeah, I got a really cool, cool little um, like leather bound set where Ooh. they're each volume. So The Hobbit's his own leather volume, mm-hmm. and then Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the King are all their own leather bound volumes. Very travel size. Yeah. Many leather bound books. Yes, many leather bound books. Um, they smell wonderful, by the way. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, okay, so my dad's if his version were to come out, have come out in the seventies. I mean, still, that's. I mean, when did Tolkien write Lord of the Rings? Uh, the Hobbit came out as immortalized by the words of the uh, Winter Soldier, like 1939, Okay, I think. Something like that. I could so be wrong. So he probably, I mean, obviously he, so you said he rewrote the passage in The Hobbit. It was after. Shortly after Lord of the Rings was published then? Or? Somewhere around there. I'm a little fuzzy on some of the dates. Okay. I mean, um, I'm sure we could. It's kind of. Anyway, I just yeah. thought, I mean, I was, I learned that. Earlier this year, there's a there's a book um, there's a bookseller I follow on TikTok. I can't remember his name, uh, his account name. Anyway, so he talks about rare books, and he's mm-hmm. got he, he's got all kinds of weird things. And he like like one time, for example, he was showing off a Bible in the video. He was like, "I don't usually show off Bibles because they're kind of run of the mill, right?" Um, mm-hmm. it, apparently, in the book world, like they're e- even like antique ones are not very special per se. Um, he was like, what's cool to me in this one is it is C.S. Lewis's Bible. Oh. And so it has like notes that he's written and stuff in it. Now see, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. And so he was like, this is my personal, it's part of my personal collection that's on display here. And anyway, so anyway, there's a, it's a cool account. Uh, if, if I can find it out, we'll link it in the, in the notes or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was my mindset going into this though. I just, I just kind of didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so, and I kind of feel like that's like, that's a really great way to go. Not, not, I guess not like being like, I don't, you know, I don't care about this, but I mean, not like having any expectations or having any, like not being super hyped about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or, you know, kind of having a, you know, having a, a preconceived like you know just dislike or hatred of it or whatever just because you're like ah it's it's gonna be it's gonna suck mm-hmm. you know that's kind of that's how i went into it too and i'm like you know what i'm like i don't care i'm like i'm i'm not if it's awesome it's gonna be a, it's awesome if it's not great you know whatever it's i'm sure it'll have you know some entertainment value to it i'm not gonna yeah. get worked up about it i don't care you know i'm not, i'm not yeah i don't care that much so i'm just gonna go into it and watch it and and um yeah, so should we just should we dive into what we yeah. thought? Yeah. So how many how how far in did you get? Because originally we were just going to cover episode one. Yes. But um, I def I at least I watched the first two. I think I think I might have started three. I think I'm three episodes in. Mm-hmm. I think I'm finished with three episodes. Okay, I did at least two. Okay. I, I wouldn't confidently say I watched. Try and I'll try. We'll try and rein it into the first two episodes then, but. <laughs> You know how it goes. I only took notes on the first episode. Spoilers abound. Yeah, so spoiler, uh, yes, spoiler, uh, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched any of this show or the first episode or two, maybe check it out if you want to. Check it out and come back. So I guess on the cold rating, like first episode, how do you, how do you feel so far? How many out of the, I don't know, how, how many rings of power are there? There are nine. 
Is there nine? Well, no, because there's nine. Nine rings for what's that? The like the I know that's what I was trying to think of. Mortal men and well, so okay, so let's count. There's three rings for the elves. Okay. I remember that, right? And there was the one ring. Okay, right. So that's right. four. And then why don't we just Google it? Was well, there? You, you just keep talking, and I'm saying. I want to say that there were seven. Was it seven or nine? It was like seven dwarf lords and yeah. nine humans, right? Yeah. So what oh. does that put us at? Twenty rings. Is that your final answer? Y- yes. Yes. According to my googling, rings. Well, the rings of power forged by the Elven Smiths of the Noladrin settlement of Eregion. Best known were the twenty great rings. Yes. But many lesser rings with minor powers were also created at that time. I shouldn't read any more. What if they talk about what that, if they later talk about that later episode? I know. Well, okay. in, in, in Gandalf in Lord of the Rings movie refers to Lord it of the Rings like, 1, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. The original Lord of the Rings tridge? Yeah, finger guns. Uh, he... You know, he says something like, there are many rings of power in this world and none of them should be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. yep. So yeah, of out of 20, I guess, we'll do, of the 20 great rings, um, 20 being the best? Should we sure, go with that? Sure, like it, the, the greatest, I guess. The, yeah. But th- those would be the ones that Sonic would have. Or he'd be <laughs> collecting them. <laughs> do, 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 I wonder do. if he'll make an appearance in this show. Oh, that'd be sweet. <laughs> ah. <laughs> he just takes the ring and like throws it on the ground Bing. and like teleports somewhere. That'd be great. Um, so, I mean, yeah. So I took some notes on it. I mean, I don't know if we want to like. Well, no. Let's just. What's your like overall? Oh, rating? We're, sorry. We're yeah. rating. How many rings of power? Yeah. How many rings? So out of 20, twenty, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. That's sorry. You know, I was. I just. I just. I'm being Nate here. I'm just like, I didn't know what the heck you were talking about anymore. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're rating. Come bring it back in. I'll admit this got away from me a little bit, so. It's <laughs> okay. So out of 20 rings, I would give the first episode. <sighs> nine. Nine out of 20. Ooh, okay. See, okay. I gave it a nine because I feel like. I didn't, I wasn't like super into it for like the first three quarters of the episode. I was just kind of like, but then it got better. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, nine makes it feel like, well, that's less than half. So it's like, you know, trash. I mean, these are rings of power though. So I think, true. I mean, I don't know, you know, so I kind of slot it there and just kind of the mid, like I wasn't like, I didn't hate it. And, but I didn't like, I didn't like, like. Like, 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 love it. Right. I didn't like, like, I, li- it. I, I love, liked it. it. No, no. I, so I was going to say Sorry. Was, uh, so, 11. Okay. You gave it an 11. Yeah. So, I mean. So we're close. Yeah. We're close. Okay, cool. Um, For me, the first episode, I want to be clear. Yes, first episode. I feel like it does improve in the second. I completely agree with you. Which I hate. Why? I hate it when shows, when you have to watch more than one episode to get into it. Okay, we're talking about going like Parks and Rec, right? Any like, any, show, like seasons, any show, any show, right? Any show, but that's the one that like a lot of people tell you. They're yes, like, oh, it is. you gotta you gotta watch the first like. Uh, hold on, uh, you gotta watch like the first four seasons before it gets Listen, good. If you watch the entire series, you'll see that oh, it's really actually genius. Then but you, you have to get to the end yeah. bit, and I'm, I don't <laughs> care. No, that's too much time. 
Um, I think, you know, I, I always tell people I like it when a show can grab you right away. Right. And when it's clear about what kind of expectations you should have going forward. House of Cards. I know Kevin Spacey's kind of a persona non grata. trial. Is he really? Soon, yeah. I did not know that. Um, so that's exciting. Good luck, Kevin. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, I don't even know what to say. I don't even yeah, know what to say about that. Yeah, he's a, the first, got some trouble. If, yeah. if you're thinking about watching House of Cards, watch the first five minutes. Yeah. If that's not good for you, don't watch anymore. I promise you it doesn't get better. Yeah, so you're right. Like Kevin's like on its artistic merit like yes. alone, that was an amazing that first like you said, first 5 minutes of that first episode, awesome. Laid the groundwork like perfectly brilliant. for expectations. It was, it was great. And I've watched through like season 3 or so. Yeah, I stuck with uh, it for a while I and it was kind of starting out. to go starting to go down and then and then the it whole on me. It does. It, it, I just, mean, it wears on you as you're watching. Some shows it, you're like, do, eh. even though I really like them, they just start wearing on me. Yeah, I, me too. It's like, is that more like an American thing? Because you know, it's always like we got like we got 87 episodes in season one A, and then we got 87 more in season one B. Other yeah. show, other countries don't even have like multiple seasons of shows sometimes. And it, or right. you know, it's it's just different. Like we're interested in franchises here, and they're like, no, no, let's produce a good thing. Yeah, like, and when it's done, it's done. They run a they call, they run a series. Like yeah. each season, their season is a series, and they're like, we did six episodes, but it's movie quality. And you're like, oh my god, yeah, this oh is my god, funny. it was six episodes, but it was amazing. And here we're like, God, we're six episodes in, and nothing's happened. Yeah, I want to end this show thinking. I hope that they're going to be like in a year. They're going to go, ooh, let's make another season. Like that's how I want the show to end. So that's that's my weird kind of expectations for TV shows or serialized oh, productions. It. And so the first episode is a lot of weird exposition, and I do think it's weird. And honestly, I thought it was unnecessary. Yeah, they were trying to. They were doing a lot of like, yeah, a lot of heavy. I, and I think so. Gladriel was really like. Oh. Having yeah. to do a lot of a lot of work there, a lot of heavy lifting, which I actually don't mind. I think in Lord of the Rings, it's implied that she has like a very, I mean, she's elven, obviously, so she mm. has a very long life, and she's been around for quite a while by by the time Loder comes about. But right. it also implies that she wasn't just like floating around the woods, you know, doing whatever, yeah, doing being like pretty. Elf. Elf magic things. It implies that she was like a, a woman of power in those in those movies and in the books, yeah. I think. Well, and so like, so she narrates the beginning of Rings of Power. Yeah. And she also narrated the beginning of Fellowship of the Rings, right? Was she, she the one that was she talking about talking rings? about all the rings and like... Yes. But they were all of them deceived. Deceived. Yeah. Oh, chills. Right? Even still, Kate Blanchett, man. Yep. Mm. She's a treasure. Absolutely. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I, I made like little like bullet or like little bullet point like. Yeah. So what you got? So that, so that was my first one. Just like my observation that she you know narrates the beginning of this show and the fellowship. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. That was nice symmetry. Yeah. Um, and some of the other ones I wrote were just kind of like just stupid like jokey ones. Like my next one is like, why didn't they fly the eagles to Mount Doom? <laughs> LOL, and it was like in parentheses, like an eagle. There's a shot of an e in the, like the the battle, like yeah. one of the big battle with like I think so it'd be with her brother, I think. Right. 
There's a shot of like an eagle going down at the beginning of, of that. So I'm yeah. like, why don't they fly the eagles to Mount Doom? I know. To, to tick off all the fan fan folk. I guess. Um, you know, because well, cause they're always like, you know, how, how, you know, what's a good way to tick off a Lord of the Rings fan is like, why don't they just fly the eagles to Mount Doom? There's yeah. like memes about it, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's not a plot hole. Uh, the elves got, got, uh, pretty they kind of got decimated. Got. They, yeah. got, they got, got there and that. And, and then one thing I guess I had heard this name, but I didn't really like know because again, I haven't read other, other works from Tolkien or in this universe. So it's like, so Sauron was the big baddie in Lord of the Rings, right? Yes. But Morgoth is even bigger. Morgoth and so. Melkor. Okay. Um, so so Morgoth, and I, I've, I've heard that from other people I knew, friends of f- friends of Oz. You yeah, know, uh, you a know, couple of friends of Oz. Friends of Oz that, that, that have read like the Silmarillion and were talking about yeah. that stuff. I have read the Silmarillion. It's... Oh, you have read it as well. A, a little work. So it's kind of like work, honestly. It's I, fun. It's interesting, but it's it's a lot of work. It's really like high language. It's like, like a... Like a, like a so there's like um like biblical I always think of it as like a like yeah biblical f- flavor to it. It like, really does. It's uh so like in terms of fantasy there's there's high fantasy various levels of fantasy, right? Urban fantasy and then high fantasy, which is definitely Lord of the Rings is high fantasy. The Silmarillion Swift is fantasy. like <laughs> is like 10 yeah. steps up above whatever high fantasy is because of it's 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 like just information it's almost like an encyclopedia well, book okay about so lord of the rings is there a begat section of the silmarillion because there's Jeez. there could be begat. not quite begat. no it's more vague. <laughs> brave young jables um no he i don't think there's a begat section but i mean but that's like but the, if you've read so listeners if you have read the Bible or the Silmarillion, well, the Bible, the begat thing, because like I don't even know, like, there's a, is it a whole like well, the first chapter of Matthew is all genealogy. Okay, so it's just like this person begat this person yeah. and this person begat, and, this, and it just goes and goes and just it, like you said, it's informational. It's, it's just like laying it out. Yeah, it's with a purpose, but it's definitely. Listen, I've never talked to somebody and been like, I received such a blessing from reading Matthew chapter one. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there. Sure, yeah, um, okay. But I just, uh, yeah, anyway. So the Silmarillion is very... Uh, dry? Dry. It's a lot of information. There is cool information in there. Um, but if there's something you have questions about, Google it. Mm, You're yeah. better off. Um, yeah. I so, actually, I bought the Silmarillion for my dad because he had, when the movies were coming out, you know, way back in the, in the, in the, in the way back days of 2000, with 99, when did um, Fellowship come out? Was it 2000? No, I think it's... Okay. I'm going to look it up here in a minute. I'm, I'm, uh, hold up. I'm going to let guess. you finish. I'm going to put my guess well, anyway, out anyway, before anyways, I look it up. Anyway, so when the movies were coming oh, out, he had read them. My dad had read them, you know, even before that, you know, way back. Because, you know, my dad, you know, he's kind of old. Whatever. <laughs> um, and uh, so he, he read them at that time. And so... And that was back when the whole Lord of the Rings, you know, hype, obviously, with the movies, the books were more popular. And so I got the Silmarillion for him for, like, Christmas or something. I don't I don't think he read it. I actually think I t- 
took that copy because <laughs> he never read it. Uh, just like I took all of the DVD extended editions that I bought for the f- uh, air quotes for the family. Yeah. I'd buy them every year at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. It's for and the then, family. Yeah, it's for the family. And then, but when I, you know, when I got older in college and I moved out, I was like, you know what? I bought these. Nobody watches them. I'm, I'm taking them for my own. So yeah. I did. Anyway. 2001, by the way. It was when Fellowship. Fellowship of the Ring, 2001, yeah. Was it every year after that? So was it 01, 02, 03? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 sweet. That was the joy of simultaneously filming all of them. <laughs> right. They could just like, boop, 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 boop. Just smart. Now, so. PJ. Return of the King, that like cleaned up at the Oscars, right? Did that oh, win Best Picture? Mercier did it clean up. Did it win Best Picture and like best, it, like a whole bunch? I don't think it won Best Picture. Oh. Um, I, I just, I just don't think it did. I'm, I'm reasonably sure and certain it was nominated. Ah, uh, you're, well, but, let's see. uh, it won, I want to say 11 Oscars. One best director and best picture. Did it really? One best picture. No yeah, kidding. I did. Director. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Special effects. 76th Academy Awards. Sound mixing, costume design. I mean, it was I mean, quite a list. It was It's It cleaned. Amazing. It cleaned. Um, it just became so iconic, which was also one of the hangups for like why I struggled to watch this. I'm, I'm trying really hard to judge rings of power on its own merits. Right. So it's like, you can't remove it completely. No. Like, well, Peter Jackson's not working this, but you know, Peter you, could have done it better. You can try. I mean, I, I do, I believe you. I do not disagree. Um, so can we, can we talk about Elrond for a second? Yes. So I did message our, our friend Jared uh, about about it a little bit, and because he was like, "So tell me some of your thoughts," and I was like, "Robert Arameo, aka Elrond, looks like a wish version of Neil Patrick Harris." He does, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> and I, now oh, I was thinking that he, I was thinking this, I was like, he kind of looks like NPH. He does, and yeah. I th- and <sighs> he's got a very broad jaw though doesn't he like yeah he's, he's he has a very strong chin yes and forehead not like i mean it's not you don't see either part of his of those the, those things and be like whoa buddy but like when you look at him for a little while it kind of jumps out a little bit and it's fine like we all have uh you know I, i'm sure i would meet someone who would say i'm funny looking but like that that's that's how he struck me <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and I, then, I mean, and I don't want to detract from well from what little I've seen of his performance, but I feel like he does a pretty good job. He does a phenomenal he does job, a great job. I think I think he's doing exactly what he needs to be doing so far from the episodes I've watched. Because we got to remember, I mean, this is very like way prior to what everyone else you know knows of. Yeah, you know what the popular culture like. Oh, the Lord of the Rings movies. It's you know it's uh, what's his name. Uh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yes. Yeah. It's him. No, yeah. I mean no. It's yeah. But D- very different. And he, uh, my mom would hated that Hugo Weaving in Lord of the Rings. She was like, she was always like, oh, Elrond was horribly miscast. And from a certain point of view, I see her perspective. But Elrond, Hugo Weaving, brought a level of, um. I've seen some stuff and I know some stuff and he's not going to explain himself about every little detail mm. because he doesn't have to. 
So like, at first, I thought you said you, like Josh, had seen some stuff. No, 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 no. I'm like, he, like what yeah. happened, man, on the you streets? You know, when I was wandering through the streets of <laughs> Rivendell. <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> um, so I never had a problem with it. And I think his whole, everything about him propped up what his character needed to portray. Um, this guy, even though, you know, I do kind of mock him a little bit about the Neil Patrick Harris thing. He's very fresh faced at the same time. Um, he's one eager. Yeah. I feel like he's just, he's playing, you know, their political elven political game. Yeah. And Gladriel obviously is kind of, is kind of like uh, bristling at that a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. even though they're friends and yeah. maybe more. Right. You got, did you get that? You got that vibe too? A little bit? Like maybe. Yeah, I'm like, are they going to like go hold there's hands like a, or something? Or? Right. Maybe there was like a wink there that you missed. You know, that's yeah, what it maybe. felt like. But yeah, she, you know, she and was, I think that's intentional. You know, she's like the rebel. She wants to keep searching for the dark evil. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, relax, it's over. There's nothing going on. And of course we know that's not, you know, that's not true. But, you know, I feel like, yeah, he was like, he's he's in a in a good spot, you know, like for his career, I guess. <laughs> they call it careers. His elf career. Is that yeah. what they call it? But, you know, but, like, he's in a position, like, a, a political-ish position, I guess. And he's 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 willing to just stay in the confines of the system and, and like, you know, do what he's supposed to do. And he's encouraging Gladriel to do the same. And she's like, no, the, I want to. The structure of, of the elven society is very different in Rings of Power than it is in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with this. Like, I just think it's—I'm just commenting on it because yeah, I just think it's kind of cool. Because in Lord of the Rings, it's Elrond's elves at Rivendell, mm-hmm. and then it's Galadriel's elves in the in the forest of Lothlorien, mm-hmm. and then there's you know Legolas's elves, the, the wood elves. I forget where he's from. Um, the woods. The woods, <laughs> obviously, and <laughs> redwoods, California redwoods. Mm. Uh, but in the rings of power it's a centralized elven government for middle earth and they talk Mm. about the elf lords and the elf king and they refer to it like there is a council and it governs the entire body of elves so i think this was the king i hope we see that i hope we see that get like wrecked like i think Uh, that would be well yeah i guess if they're all all in one society now in rings of power then there's got to be some point where they splinter and split yeah well and then they're on they're in middle earth and they're not even like home right they're like they're just kind of set up shop and as long they kind of stress how um since i don't think you've seen it i'll just allude to it there's a point where they talk about the difference of an elves mentality about time versus other beings and wait wait wait, is that is that when uh, Elrond talks to, to Durin? Okay, yeah, you have seen it then. I have seen that, yeah. So it's like episode like, two or three. He's like, it's only been 25 years. And he's yeah. like, I've had children. Yeah. I got married. Up. I got oh. married. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, because dwarves don't live as long as elves. And Elrond's yeah. already been yeah, yeah. around for a long time. So that was like, Durin was like, hey, man, like, you know, do, you may not think this is very long, but it's like, it's a long time for me. Yeah, a lot's happened. Yeah. So that's I think I think that's really cool the way they're alluding to that and the the way that they alluded to that I think and the way that some of the elves are like we don't remember the war like mm. that was before our time what war 
Yeah. You know, yeah, there's orcs and we like, um, maybe you know, there's orcs. Them. Maybe they, I don't know what those are. A few of them have seen them and a few of them haven't. And it's kind of a little gray on that. Um, but yeah, they're like, no, no, we're, we're good. We're, we're done. Like, yeah, let's this, get the war's on with, over. Let's just be cool. Let's like, do what we need to do to move on to the undying land. Yeah. Take and, the ship and just go. And I mean, she almost, she basically bails at the, she literally bails at the last mm-hmm. possible second. Yeah. And it's, um, it's interesting. I, the, the Galadriel's grown on me too in the show a lot because I think it's interest. It'll I I don't know. I think it'll be an interesting journey to take with her, and they're yeah. clearly setting her up for a lot of character development, which I like. I've I've been yeah. very vocal about that. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean I know you know they're again the first episode they're having to you know explain a lot and they're setting up you know these you know the 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 main characters and like their group and they're setting they're in you know they're they're so they're going back and forth between all those so they're, they're setting all that up and. So I know, and always, I mean, granted, this is an Amazon, so they've got, you know, just infinite cash uh, to produce this. But, you know, it is a pilot. So, you know, you, you can't always expect the show to be amazing or trash. Like, yeah. just, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not saying, like, I disagree with what you're saying, like, about how, like, watching a show. But I'm like, but I, I think you can, like have a little bit of like I approached it kind of like I I'm not enjoying this first episode maybe as much as I'd hope hope that I you know that it could be even though I said I didn't come into with any expectations but I was like yeah this is kind of boring whatever so I rate it a 9 you know here tonight mm-hmm. but like I said it started getting better so I was just kind of like you know, I actually was very intrigued by some things in the first episode um, the way that they started, I did not realize that Galadriel had started in the Undying Lands. The Elven, there's a name for it. I can't remember what it is. So I'm just that's what I'm calling. Didn't they it. all start there, but like most of them, yeah, a lot of the main players started there. And I always and then they traveled to Middle Earth. Yeah, and I didn't get that impression yeah, that that's really... how that happened in Lord of the Rings. But hey, that's fine. Okay. That was a choice. There's a lot of locations like I don't recognize many I know. of these locations either. <laughs> so but many. it is cool how they like when they so transition, many. they go to the map and like, you know, they print yeah. the name. They're like, whoop, and they fly over to, you know, to the next area. It's interesting that you made the comment about it being like the pilot and stuff. One, I mean, I don't know if, if this stuff gets made that way anymore. I don't think they make the yeah, pilot and sell true. it. They sell it and then they make the season. But right. they did not include the title card in the first episode. So that would that be like a cold open? Is that what they would call that? Yeah. Like, so that didn't come until the second episode. So I think it does have that pilot style feel of like here's the groundwork. Right. Maybe things will change. Maybe they won't. Yeah. Or maybe we'll, you know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they probably they all just made it at the same time. They didn't like slap it together on the backstage. And like, all right, this is our idea. Right. <laughs> We're gonna pitch it. Because sometimes they they pitch it, and then if it's if it's well received, I guess at least back in the day, you know, they would they would. Uh, they re- maybe reshoot it sometimes, like if if they like it. Yeah, I don't with, know. with refinement. So, like, uh, that's why the first episode is the X Files, right? That's why Scully's hair is different, and there's a few things that are just a little bit off. Yeah, compared so, to the next yeah. season. Yeah, they film. Yeah, so like, well, and I think the X Files was one of those where it's like, you know, they film the pilot and they pitch it, and you know, they took it, so they already had the first episode, so they. They roll with that, but then yeah. like second episode, she looks her and other things 
maybe look a little different. Suddenly they have maybe a bigger budget, so they do stuff the lights different. Lights are brighter. And, they have, yeah. you know, whatever. The set yeah. looks, you know, what, you know. And I don't know that shows are made that way. It doesn't feel like shows are made that way anymore. Yeah, I think, Which I is, think you're right. I feel like, like these companies have something like, are, are, I guess, willing to put more trust into somebody rather like give them a little bit longer leash rather than just like a single episode. Yeah. And be like, no, no, we'll fund you for like a whole season and then you make the whole thing and then then we then we talk. Yeah. Although I think I saw something on Reddit, like a headline that said they were, they're going to start filming season two. Yeah. So it's like they're already there. Are they even done? I think that's I think that's good, though, like to, to just keep them all rolling. Like if it's. If you're going and you have a vision in mind, keep it going. I would like them, what I would love them to announce is say, hey, we have five seasons planned. There you go. That's it. And be like, okay, so there's an end point that we're working towards. Because they could, I could see them, I could see them stretching it out and kind of having like filler episodes and weird side yeah, stories. Like, and I think that that could be a mistake. I think if you're, if they're trying to like fully finish engaging the fans, mm-hmm. build towards something yeah, you know. I agree. Um, don't and don't. Yeah, like the filler. Don't produce thirty episodes for a season just to have like yeah, when you eight only episodes of meaningful <laughs> events. You know, yeah. It's just, yeah. Um. So I guess some other notes. All right. Do you have some? Have you been look going through your notes here, or is there? I feel like I feel like I I rattled off like four or five of mine. So. Um. Oh yeah. So I was gonna say. Um, I think the, the world feels foreign to me. And again, I tried to go into this cold, like let's not have any expectations. Mm. Try not to compare this to the movies. It's not really fair, but I can't help it. And the, the Peter Jackson version of middle earth, there was very different, um, cultural things that went on. And they're getting into it a little bit. And I think by the third episode, they, they really do. But there's some stuff that feels just like really weird to me. Um, a lot of the Elven stuff feels wrong. It feels off. Um, it, like, okay. The best example I have is this. The swords that they use are ridiculous. They are like stupidly large. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like no explanation or reason for it and i'm like you can't that's not a thing i don't care how strong a being you are that sword not practical for you but in lord of the rings the movies they have these like double bladed aren't like, they like real sleek and like yeah like just it's all about speed right like, yeah they the, the swords that they laid down in that cave like you said were huge like they're like you'd have to be like some giant they were knight. using yeah, be, like wielding claymores on a horse. Like they're using yeah, like yeah, yeah. broadswords yeah. like that, and, and in, they just like pull them off their backs like nothing. Like wow. I'm like they're strong, but like you would make weapons to enhance your strengths, mm. and the not, elves not are lithe. Makes it harder. For yeah, you. yeah. They're not like they're big, lithe and fast, so that's how their weapons creatures. would be. Yeah, they're 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 sleek and so. They're... I'm hoping that there's like a point of refinement because I mm. feel like all of the elven stuff is unrefined. And yeah. that's what I loved about Peter Jackson's yeah, portrayal right. of the you're of right. the elves. It's not so in the in the books, right? They're referred to as the fair folk, mm. and some people, a, a lot of people, have complained about this. That well, that meant they were white, and 
I always took that to mean like it was like an old English term of like, oh, they're fairer. Like we would, you know, they're nicer. They're more mm. beautiful than we are. And then they're, you know, that's further described in the books. And like everything that they did falls yeah, into that. They're fair. They're, they're beautiful. Everything they're that they make, they make with the purpose of practicality. Yes. But also, can we make this beautiful? How pretty can we make this? How great mm-hmm. can we make this? Mm-hmm. And like, that's how I feel like Peter Jackson's elves do a really good job of that. These elves, not so much. And so I'm curious to see if we get to the point where there's like a shift mm-hmm. in like the mindset and they're like, Ooh, well let's, why, why not make it better? Why not do this? And it, I'm ho- that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, you're right. Um, I think, yeah. Well, and speaking of swords, that kind of goes into one of like one of my notes. Like, like um, I feel like there's a lot, maybe too many, like gratuitous, like sword and dagger unsheathings. <laughs> Shing. Yes. Shing. <laughs> so, well, and like Galadriel, you're especially like, like I saw her when they first when she gets into the that cave she pulls out a map and mm. then she pulls out her dagger it's like and point points it. to it i'm like why the heck did she pull out her dagger right you went... i feel like and i feel they focus a lot on her dagger and i feel like that's going to have some signif- must have some significance cuz otherwise it feels really stupid like why the heck do they keep like they really make it like just obvious and like blatant like galadriel is sheathing her dagger Yep. She's oh, no. pointing at something yeah. with a dagger. If she's and pointing, she's... it's with the dagger. Yeah. And I'm like, that felt odd to me. Um, yeah. I so. agree. I will say, though, that, that dagger is the most elvish thing in my mind. Like, mm. That's kind of more in line, yeah, in line with like what, like, just make it a little bit longer and you got yourself a nice elven sword. Yeah, perhaps, right? You know? I don't know. Um, I, I will say, not to like, because I don't want to poo-poo totally on the elves and some of the design stuff. So I do want to say something that I do like, mm-hmm. and that is the elf ranger guy. Uh, oh, yeah, he's cool. Arondir, Ismail Cruz Cordova. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his armor and the stuff that his troop wears, they're like, they look like end faces on on the armor, on like their breastplate. Mm-hmm. I think those, those are freaking cool. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like double down on some of this stuff mm-hmm. because I love that and the way that that looks. Yeah, he's like a he's like a down and dirty like, like just salt of the earth. Like, well, I don't know if I want to say that, but like he's like a blue collar ish yeah. kind of like he's out doing the dirty, you know, patrol work and stuff. But he's still quite fair. He's still a, a you know a beautiful elven. And creature. I guess while we're on the the topic of it, I, I'm gonna I'll say publicly I don't have a problem with the like multiple races playing. I don't either. The you multiple know, I, races. I, I, I found it really refreshing to see people of color in in you know just in that different characters. I'm like that's that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot more females. There's a lot more well, females. Um, ethnic diversity, yeah. and I think it. There's no reason for it and at the same time there's no reason not to do it no so there's and, be, and because of that that's fine i don't care i think that's i i, I don't think i could care less at this point I yeah would. like i you know like we said earlier like just the internet and people like getting upset about whatever i'm like it's like who cares yeah like i don't care i, I think it's awesome i don't care i mean it's it does 
I mean, so I care. I mean, it's awesome. I think it's awesome. But I'm like, hmm. why are people getting upset about this stuff? Yeah, I don't. I've I'm I've been very vocal before about like how it's unreasonable to try and demand that Tolkien, who's been dead for like sixty years, um, that he should have had more diversity in the books. Because I mean, also, like, when think did he about write it. You know, think right. about when he wrote it. Think about his background at the time. People give Lord of the Rings a hard time because they're like, well, there's only like three women in it, and they. You know, they don't even talk to each other and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, no, that's true. But let's look at this another way. We have a dude who went to all-boys school. Yep. Uh, then he went to, like, college or high school or finishing school, whatever the English thing is at the time. Before that, he could be done with that. He went to war with the other men to kill right. other men, right. um, all, most of whom were white. And then when he came back, he taught at an all-male college and then basically married the first woman he met. Terrible synopsis, but that's about what it is. <laughs> We're sorry. Um, We're sorry. Whom he based one of his characters off of. And so he had no experience, like, with women in general or other races in general. I think, so I think demanding that he somehow should have been more inclusive or anything is unreasonable. Yeah. And but I think going back to, to Rings of Power, like... They have an opportunity. They found people who were good for the roles that they needed filled. And they said, yep. okay, you got it. Yeah. That's, I, you know, I agree with you on, on the Tolkien thing. Like I'm not, I don't, yeah, it, it makes sense why he wrote characters and, you know, the ethnicities, I guess, you know, of skin, skin color of the people that were there and it, you know, it is what it is. And but now, like there's we're at where we're at where we are now in history and, and culturally and everything, and it's like it's like it's a great opportunity and like you said, you find people right for the role and it, who cares? And, and I'll great. say it, it doesn't feel some some shows actually I do dislike it because it feels like it's if you're doing a show, you're here for entertainment purposes. And representation is important in entertainment. 100%. But you can't let anything get in the way of telling the story you're trying to tell. None of this interferes with that. And I think it props up Middle Earth as a very diverse place with like a lot of weird stuff. You saw those guys with the with the... The antlers giant on their antlers on their backs who apparently were foretold in some hobbit uh right literature antlers? writings i don't know yeah um like you got all kinds of weird stuff yeah and i love like the the skull caps that the, like that like i think it's i think it's the humans <laughs> like just the men you know right. the, the race of men or whatever <laughs> like man that just looks like so like old-timey like englishy <laughs> like middle ages stuff i'm like that's just awesome it does um i I really like the, the hobbits. Yeah, the like, Harfoots. Yeah, they're and so it's like they must have they must have evolved like because these feel like very nomadic like ga like gathering like a gathering. I don't think like group uh, and then like in Lord of the Rings they're like they're settled and they have like their communities and they you know they're not like popping up out of holes like well, I mean they're in holes in the ground but like they're not like hiding from other uh, you know. Yeah. creatures and, and like popping out and like moving camp and that kind of thing yeah i think it's 
I, I, I love the Harfoots so far. I, I love yeah, everything about them. I they've, like them so much. They've kind of got their, um, you know, it reminded me, it reminded me a little bit of like, uh, was it, is it Greek mythology? Cause there's like these three women who keep talking to like the leader of the Harfoots oh, yeah, about yeah. like omens and stuff. And I was yeah. like, Ooh, these are like the fates a little bit. That's oh, fun. Okay. <laughs> um, I think there, I think there's a chance that these are not hobbits per se. I think there's a chance that these was, are whatever Golem was was before he got twisted. But was he not? Uh, he he was Hobbit? something. He, he was, he was like, like halfling. Hob- yeah, well, he was right. halfling, but he was like Hobbit adjacent kind they of. They were water people. Yeah, so I think okay. I think it's like a different tribe of hobbits, and they're okay. and those ones are Harfoots, and then hobbits are hobbits. Okay, and so that's kind of what I. Well, think and I was kind of wondering bit. too. I'm like, when I was looking at them, like I, you see them, and you're like, okay, they got hairy feet. Okay, so they're probably. I'm like, uh, just watching, and I'm like, okay, these must be Hobbit folk. But then it's like, I'm like, they're not really doing like. They are a little bit, I guess, like the like the size difference, like doing that, like. Yeah, but it's like they're not like it doesn't look like they have like necessarily like stunt doubles and like the force perspective. Like they just they don't. There's definitely a little, but it's a little bit more, of it, I guess. It's more subtle, I think. And, and and I was watching that, and I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care about that no, either. I'm I like, know. it's fine. It doesn't it doesn't interfere with the story, and I'm not like, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Mm-mm. Then there's the mysterious man, the stranger. Strange is that that's what they refer to him? Yeah. So I'm seeing this guy, and I'm like, so me and my. Who do you think he Uncultured is? brain, my non-knowledge brain. I'm like, is it Gandalf? It's, please tell me it's Gandalf. It's Gandalf rolling into town, right? That's got to be. It could be. Because like, did I he come from far away? I think it's like, from space, man. Saruman. That's who I think it is. That's who you think it is? Because he's referred to as like the the wisest, and it, I think it refers to him as like the oldest in their order. Okay. So that's what I think, but I don't know. Are we gonna? I mean, obviously, the Silmarillion gets into where these these guys come from, right? Yeah, and but I mean, is this going to? Because I mean, he falls out of the freaking sky. He does, like just a meteor. Like, he just, just, and he's got crashes. power yeah. too. Like he, but he like doesn't can't like quite. Well, he can't communicate, obviously. Yeah, yet, at least yet. He has or, speech, but it's no language that yeah. the little Harfoot girl he recognizes. Draw, yeah, he can draw stuff, and he can like suck the life out of everything around him, Fireflies. like make it dark. And yeah, I don't know. That that was I really like that guy so far. And this um, show made me really sad uh, during part of it when they're talking when the the Harfoots have these lanterns that are lit by fireflies. Mm. It just made me sad because I was like, I can't remember the last time I've seen a firefly. Uh, yeah, it's been I've seen so a long. Few in the backyard, do you? Yeah, I feel like it's me. <sighs> anyway, keep keep your eye out. Used to see him a lot, and now year, I don't I see him as much. Right, I know we're getting to the colder months here. Um, but yeah, I'm very intrigued by the uh, by the stranger. So far, I haven't met anybody in the show that I've been like. Elrond comes the closest, where I'm like, this person is pulling me out of the story. I haven't I haven't met anybody mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Um. So you've gotten to the point where we've seen Durin. I love him, by the way. He's, he's great. 100%. I've seen very, and his wife is great too. The dwarves are perfect. I have mm-hmm. nothing negative to say about the way they're doing the dwarves in this show. Nothing at all. And Moria is. Yeah, it's coming together, awesome right? Place. So I will say this. So did, were you disappointed 
that Durian's wife did not have a beard. I was kind of wondering about that a little bit. So, according to the the literature, is she supposed to have a beard? I don't remember dwarf women being described ever in the books. So, in the movie, there's like a throwaway line where Aragon... Uh, no, when Gimli is telling this woman... Wait, wait, wait like, did you say Aragon? Isn't that a dragon master dude? <laughs> you mean Aragon? Is that it? Is that I don't know. That's how I say it. Aragorn. Aragorn? I've always said Aragon. Really? Yes. Really? That's how, I mean, I learned to pronounce the names by reading the book. So I could be way off. And Tolkien's Isn't not there here to correct in there somewhere? Sure. But there's all kinds of letters and all kinds of words that make no sense. So I don't know if that's a good argument. <laughs> anyway. Aragorn. Okay. Aragorn. Anyway, so Gimli, they're, they're traveling and Gimli's telling, uh, I can't remember her name about like dwarven life he's like okay. oh, a lot of people say there's no dwarf women and that our children just pop out of the earth and i remember that yeah, yeah and okay. he's like but that's not true they're beautiful blah 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 and this and she the chick looks up at uh, aragon he's like it's the beards oh implying that dwarf <laughs> women had beards and that's why people think there are no dwarf women is because they look the that's same the as dwarf men or the difference is so subtle that you have to be a dwarf to know it um i think so yeah, I was I was just wondering like did, were you disappointed? Well, so I had I had heard a little bit about that online like talking about that and so I I think I'd heard like they said somebody said sideburns. So I was kind of like looking like well is she going to have like like extra hairy sideburns. like sideburns? I'm like, well, maybe a little bit, but I mean so I was thinking about it a little bit, but I wasn't like, you know. Yeah. Disappointed or anything. Okay. No, I think I think if they had tried it, it would have been like a jumping the shark moment already. <laughs> just I just think long it would have been too much. Yeah. Because it's a fun thing. And I think. Like how would they have done that where it didn't seem like a like gimmicky. Like a gag. Yeah. yeah. Like just like, oh, yeah. Okay. It's a woman. She's got this beard. It's I awesome. think it could have been done. I just, I think it was the right choice to not. Yeah. And you could take, Ara you know, we, we could take Aragorn's comment in the movie as like sarcastic as well. Like. Yeah, I mean... Maybe he doesn't know either, and so he's just making stuff up. I mean, I think, you know, thinking now, I remember that line. I mean, it seems like... Because the... Cause the uh, Miranda... Awen, her name, it's Awen. Oh, it's Awen. Yeah, good call. Because she laughs. She, like, giggles like when, yeah. when he says that. Um, so, yeah, maybe they're just joking around. Could have been. Who knows? Um, so, there was a line... I think it, they were in they were so this is going back to when the elves are in the cave like when they do that you know the real badass like climbing up the ice you know with the with their daggers and stuff yeah <clears throat> scaling the mountain so it's like they're like what devilry is this and I was like oh that seems like a I'm like doesn't that seem like kind of a cliched kind of like thing like what devilry is this but I'm like at the same time it fits in with with the Lord of the Rings style like so I'm like that's not like a bad Mm -hmm. wasn't a bad line it's just you know it's like we've heard i guess like especially after lord of the rings you kind of see you kind of hear that kind of fancy fantasy those lines so you're just kind of used to them but i'm like you know it's not a bad line i guess anything that's not lord of the rings regardless of when it came out that uses high fantasy type speak you know semi-old english what devilry is this mm -hmm. and what do your elf eyes see well, Aragorn, in my country, we just call them eyes. Their eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, it, it all is like, ah, Lord of the Rings stuff, eh? You know, like it's, that's the mm-hmm. filter that it gets passed through now. Right. Um, and there was a, there was an, there was an orc frozen in carbonite question mark. No, what? it wasn't carbonite. <laughs> it was, you know, whatever it was, the, it was the dark magic or whatever that they were, that they were screwing around with. Right. Well, cause they're in the cave and there's an orc that's just like, yeah, he's up against the wall. So yeah. I was like, he's in carbonite. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars reference. Yeah, Star Wars. It's everywhere. Nerds. Uh, You know, Star Wars Um, is fantasy set in space. This is just fantasy, so close (laughs) enough. What did you think of Galadriel's sword jump to attack the snow troll? I loved it. See, (sighs) honestly, I thought, see, when I first, when I saw that, I'm like, that's dumb. That's gimmicky. But... Is it any more dumb or gimmicky than the awesome Legolas shield surfing? Precisely, and I think I so. Think it's, it's like I think it shows. Is that like a like a nod to that something like that? Because I mean, that's like a real like wild I, again kind of stunt. Thinking of it in in terms of like is this propping up the story to me? The elves have a different culture and a different mindset because of how long lived they are. So. Galadriel and her troop have been on patrol longer than most other beings in Middle Earth have been alive. So I, th- I think, I think you get into a rhythm with people that you are closely associated with for extended sure. periods of time. So, so I think, I think that's what it's speaking to, to me. And honestly, I want to see, I want to see like Galadriel, Galadriel unleashed at some mm-hmm. point. Like I want to like get her another little dagger and let her go to town. I want to see like. Right, somewhere like, between Kill Bill and Couching Tiger, Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and the Matrix, Galadriel, like going to town. Yeah, yeah. Well, because like ob- apparently she's the only one that knows how to deal with a terrifying, a giant terrifying creature because like that. Because it's like she just kicks, she just like kicks crap out of it. Just like, yeah, it was great. And, and that like, sword jump, even you know, when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, it's dumb, you know. But like, I guess because like how flashy and like whatever it is. But like thinking like, well. It's a very big creature, and she had to get up there, you know. So yeah. why not? And like you said, I mean, they've they've been on patrol together, so they know how to work together and how to do whatever, you know. If they practiced stuff like that, then it works, and do it exactly. That's that's um, what I thought. I thought it was yeah, cool. So okay. I hope I hope we see more of that stuff, and then I hope we get to see dwarven and human or Harfoot reactions to it. Like, I hope it freaks them out because it should. Mm. That would definitely imagine playing. So let's like take this out of like a combat situation for a second. Let's imagine like we had a human basketball team playing against an elven one. And all of a sudden the elves are like, give me a, give me a boost or whatever. And they're doing like space jam type dunks <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> like the humans would be dumbfounded and they'd be like, that's, yeah. is that allowable? Can, can they do that? So like, well, it's not against the rules. So I guess mm-hmm. they can. You know, like the air, like, like the airbud problem. The rules don't say a dog can't play, so we're gonna let the dog play. <laughs> I have no idea. I have not actually seen those movies. I just, that's what I imagine them to be like. So you don't know if that that line isn't may not be in there. It probably uh, is. I mean, it's gotta be. It's a sure. cheesy, yeah. fun kids movie. Um, you need exposition. No, I agree with you because in because this is like a a very different Galadriel than what what sure we have seen in film 
yeah. or TV, you know, before this, like she was like very, I mean, she's kind of scary. I mean, she still is kind of scary a little bit. Yeah. But like, you know, the, the Kate Blanchett one, yeah, in a different way. Like she's kind of like, like, yo, this lady, this lady knows a lot and it's kind of freaking me out. I mean, she's, she's very, she's very pretty, very beautiful, which right. is scary. And she knows a lot of things. And, but she never like, she never does any like combat, right? We don't see her fighting, in mm. any, you know, she's just this wise creature. Elven Lord. Yeah. Yeah. In in the movie, you do get the impression that she is a being of extreme power though. You mm. know, that you have that whole well, that scary whole, like, scene where she's like offered, the offered ring, the ring. Yeah. And she rejects and it or like, whatever. Like that whole like darkening, like very freaky yeah like, that was a scary scene it was and i think so i think we're seeing her a different way in that in in the is this in the movie or is it just in the book i'm pretty sure it's in the movie gimli as they're leaving galadriel's um as they're leaving lothlorien mm-hmm. she gave every member of the party like a gift right and so yeah. Gimli wanted three. She wanted a. He wanted a hair because he thought she was that beautiful that that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And so she gave her three. She gave her three. And the Galadriel in Rings of Power is not the kind of woman you would that you would want a hair from yet. But I feel like I can kind of see the dots how they could be connected later on. Not not specifically plot wise like that sort of thing. But I can see. Okay, we're starting here. We know we're going to get to here. Ah, okay, I can see that. I can see that that's a place we're going to go. So I think it's just we've got like impertinent Galadriel kind of, you know, fairly young and mm-hmm. wants mm-hmm. to rush off and fight the bad guy and fulfill her oath. Yeah. Um, well, and I think, well, based on where I'm at in the show. It's like everyone's like, "No, no, you're wrong. They're, the evil is gone from the land. Like you should don't don't seek it anymore." And yeah, she's like, "No, I want, I'm going to seek it." And then they're going to find out that the evil is still there. She was she right was the right the whole time. time. I know. Um, I think yeah. to I think the show is going to get very political. I don't mean like present day politics or whatever. I mean it, within the universe. I think it's going to get political. I think it has to because you think about Galadriel's um, like speech at the beginning of Lord of the Rings and she talks about like how everybody was deceived mm, and yeah. was kind of tricked into taking the rings yep. um, and then sucked in or whatever. So like I'm kind of excited to see that. See how that plays out. Maybe it'll like, like yeah, yeah, right. So, so I'm kind of excited to see like somebody come back and be like, "Oh, hey guys, I'm totally not the bad guy." And at home, we're all going to be like, <laughs> "Yeah, you are." Well, I mean, we already are kind of seeing that a little bit because Elrond is taken or goes to work with uh, with that guy that is gonna is gonna create that forge yeah. that's gonna be super duper hot. Celebrimbor. Cel is it Celebrimbor? Yeah, C E L. No, sorry. Yeah, C E L E B R I M B O R. Celebrimbor. Celebrimbor. I'm sure these are all names taken straight from the book, but man, um, you can read it. You just can't say it. Well, and that's what prompts Elrond to go talk to to to, to Durin. Yeah, because they want to work Durin's together help. with him. Yeah, which I like. I like that. 
So I mentioned I thought Elrond's uh, actor, Robert Arameo, is kind of fresh-faced. But I think that works in a lot of ways. He's willing to try new things. Also, he is an elf, and they are soft, fair, fresh looking beings right? absolutely it, it's i think it works two ways you know he he's kind of implied he's not an elf lord you know he's not on a council that i'm aware of yet mm-hmm. you know um obviously we know who get the um but i think it's it's kind of implied that his youth is what allows him to to be willing to say no let's talk to dwarves when all of his other Mm. fellow elves are like oh, dirty dwarves get out of here yeah <laughs> yeah he's like yeah i'm buds with them yeah dude let's go talk friends um i thought that did you like what did you think about the the uh the competition that they had i thought that was cool I thought that was fun although i was like i was very confused and i'm sure i mean obviously they did that on purpose like i'm sure everyone was like very confused like why why was duran so pissed off and not friendly towards this guy who's supposed to be his buddy right and they're like no we're gonna do this contest breaking rocks breaking whoever quits <laughs> quits first, first loses. loses banished forever yeah i liked i liked it quite a bit i like i felt the, the actor for Duran is just is really oh, fun top I notch it. i i love that they're showing extreme cultural differences between some of the races mm-hmm and that they have their own traditions and focuses or whatever. And like, that's the dwarven thing is like, let's break rocks until one of us can't. Yeah. 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 And I think I thought Elrond was going to win. Yeah, me too. I thought he was too. Maybe he quit on purpose. I think he did. Mm. I think we're, and maybe it's my conspiracy theory part of my brain, but I'm like, no, no, I think we're going to get, like I said, I think we're going to get very political. I think Elrond is going to be at, the middle of a lot of it and he's going to be the one who's like really carefully negotiating these waters mm. and because i don't think there's a yeah. good way to negotiate them but i think he will negotiate them the best and i think this is part of it of i think he quit on purpose so i haven't thought about that until and now. he was like yeah he was a little tired but i mean he's an elf right? but, but i guess i was i was a little surprised though and like because his hammer breaks so they give him another one yeah does he does he break one more and then quit or is he just like tries like sizes it up and then he's just like I'm done. Yeah, he was just like how much more do I want to swing this hammer like. Yeah, so I was kind of like man, that's it. Like he's like, so yeah, you're right. I mean, it would just seem a little I could well be reading into it too much. It could be. Maybe not. Uh, well, and you bring up that the thing about you know, getting political. It's like I guess like we know that it's there really isn't like good times ahead for for quite a while right <laughs> right there's gonna be a lot of stuff a lot of bad stuff is gonna happen mm-hmm. so i guess it'll be interesting like you said it'll be interesting to see how they approach that and like well it's like we don't know like how far are we gonna go like how close are we gonna get to you know to the time that is a good question how close are we gonna get to you know to the hobbit lord of the rings or whatever i mean yeah i don't know and we know that uh, so I know we're in into the spoilers here about the show, but I guess spoilers if you don't know the Lord of the Rings. Movies, I guess if you morning, yeah, some spoilers for that too. Okay. Um, yeah. Was well, a little different. Like we know that there will be an alliance between the elves and the men, mm-hmm. right? To 
to to go forward and fight the orcs and right you know overthrow the sauron and stuff so like we know we'll get there it's just yeah i'm very like i said i went into the show not wanting to watch it no expectations kind of a little bit with the disposition of i'm not gonna like this Mm. um i might keep watching it now because i kind of want to see how some of this is gonna go yeah i um so i watched like the first well first two for sure and i think parts of three maybe the whole i get i'll have to see where i'm at um but you know i haven't watched it for i don't know a week or two um but (laughs) not because i was like bored with it i just haven't you know i just haven't picked it back up yet so yeah i'm uh, i'm definitely interested to see what's what's gonna happen yeah absolutely it's oh so another one of my one of my last note or my last note here I thought it was a really, it was a cool line, but I just, it kind of made me chuckle because she, Galadriel was talking to Elrond. She's like, evil does not sleep, Elrond. It waits. And I was like, like Chuck Norris. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've heard rumors that Chuck Norris will play Sauron in this show. Let's see if that's true. I have not heard any rumors. But that's, I mean, it was a cool line, but that's immediately what I thought of. I'm like, it's Chuck Norris. Yeah. (laughs) I think this, I think the show overall, I think it's unrefined. And I hope that that's intentional. I hope yeah. that like, just like, I hate, I mean, I hate to say it, but like conflict often brings about certain change. And and a lot of times it feels like that's the only way we get major change. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's cultural or societal of like attitudes. And sometimes it's technology. Like when you have a pressing need and you start focusing all your energies on like, well, how can we make our planes be more agile or whatever? You you discover a bunch of stuff. So I'm hoping that that's kind of where we get. I hope there's a little more refinement on the elves specifically. Um, The humans are fine. The the Harfoots are fine. I mean, there's, I could nitpick a few things, but I won't because I feel like I'm negative too much. The dwarves are perfect. <laughs> um, well, and it's kind of sad, like, you know, talking about conflict and change, like, because, like, you know that, you know, the dwarves are, are going to run into some problems and they're not going to be, they're not going to be there forever. I do. I, and, after that first episode where I was like, man, I really like, I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, awesome. so that, I know it's coming. It's a little kind of a bittersweet thing because you're like, man, this is so cool. But then you're like, oh, what's going to happen? We know yeah. what's going to happen later. So I hope that mm. we do see, uh, I want to see Saruman the Wise, Gandalf the Grey. I want to see Radagast the Brown. Oh, yeah. And I want to see the Blue Twins, whose names I can't remember because they're only mentioned in passing in the Silmarillion. There's five in the order that I'm aware of, and they're, they're two twins that travel together um and they're they're blue their color is blue for their robes so i want to see all five of them kind of like come together how much do you how confident are so so you're see i haven't read the silmarillion so i don't know so you're talking about five wizards wizards how how like like what is your confidence in each of the ones that you think we're going to see them Ooh, that's a great question okay I don't think you can have a Lord of the Rings show and not feature Gandalf. I agree. So I think he's a lock. 
Yes. I'm locking that in. I'm locking that in, Alex. Boom. Final answer. Um, I feel super confident we're going to see Saruman. It makes sense. I also yes. think mm-hmm. because of his... Because he's referred to as Saruman the Wise, I think he will be a guiding hand in a lot of how this works. Because he doesn't turn sour. And he wasn't always bad. Until Lord of the Rings time, yeah. He was like Gandalf's mentor, basically, yeah. right? So that's, so that's why I think the stranger... So it makes sense that he would come first, yeah. Yeah, that's why I think the stranger is Saruman. Okay. I think he's here first, and then he teaches the other dudes when they arrive. However they arrive. I never got the impression they came out from like a star in the sky, but like, hey, why not? They don't... That, it's not specified that I'm aware of, so... Cool. Yeah, were they... Yeah, they're like wizards so like they're wizards who knows they, they weren't like they arrive they weren't precisely when they mean to yeah exactly. yeah they're sent they're like missives from the gods so they're just something. like anyway so, um so i okay. think so those are the two that i know and then you're but, talking about so those two are a lock for me i think it's guaranteed okay radagast the brown ah, yes radagast he's in the hobbit he is and he's, and he's so great great um i think it actually a little uh, i really can't decide because he is kind of silly in the hobbit and and i see why they could do a more serious version he's a maybe the twins i just probably not honestly or if we do it'll be like so was that them that was them it was a nod to them so we'll go two and a half two and a half five um, and I mean, the shows, I mean, it's like, it's not like completely serious all the time. I mean, especially with the Harfoots, I mean, there's like some, and, and you know, and the dwarves too, there's some lighter, you know, kind of almost silly stuff, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it wouldn't be out of the, out of the realm. Not out of the question. Um, so speaking of like characters that, you know, we hope would show up again, my favorite places online, Reddit, there's a, there's a subreddit for like Tom Bombadil. Give me some He's, of that Tom bomb. I I think they, I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I'm they're like, no, he's not going to show up. As portrayed by Jim Carrey. <laughs> I said it then. I said it then when Lord of the Rings first came out. I'll say it again now. If they had, Tom Bombadil did not work for the Peter Jackson movies. I do not begrudge him for not including it. He would not have worked. That'd be just too much extra. Yeah, yeah. They could work him into this because he... He's been around. He's right. He's old. He's real old. Goldberry and yeah, his you know. Or we could have um, Boromir. No, not Boromir. I'm sorry, Bjorn. The guy in the Hobbit who turns into a bear, and they like oh, in the in the in the book, they Gandalf is like, oh, we're gonna stop at this house. Um, only you know. Thorin and you can come with me and then he goes and introduces him and the guy's like uh kind of you brought too many guests with you this sucks oh B- yeah Bjorn Bjorn and then Bjorn, like Bjorn, he keeps yeah. having them like show up more and more and then at the end, he's like listen I know you have more people with you just get all of your annoying friends in here Gandalf <laughs> he could be played by Nick Offerman <laughs> and, um, okay. okay I think I think he could be really cool because he a warrior with great strength yeah he has great strength he has mm, some weird op magical abilities and okay. i think i think it i think it would add flavor i think it could add a lot of flavor and i like flavor yeah. well it's like it's, we're kind of in a you know in a really you know now you know I, I 
we we both said we came into this like with you know not really caring or not having expectations. But now that we're kind of now that we're in it, we're getting a little more invested, and we're like, man, what if? So it's like, yeah, it's it's a great time to be in it because you know there's so much optimism for like what could happen or like characters that could show up. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, it's some it's 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 still a hard decision for me to understand doing a prequel like this. But at, but at the same time, I could also, like, the nerd, the hardcore nerd in me is like, yeah, but wouldn't you want to play in that playground? Yes. Like, I, I absolutely would. If I was a show writer or runner or even mm-hmm. just a writer in general, I'd be like, yeah, I would definitely want to write some, like, Lord of the Rings fanfic. Yeah. And, and who doesn't want to, who want, doesn't want to think about, I mean, that's probably the, 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 the trap that a lot of, these like studios or writers were fall into with like these fran- that these films that are shows that turn into these massive franchises sometimes for good sometimes for ill you know where it's like well we had this great story you know let's explore what happened before or after yeah whatever you know so it's like you're right i mean it's who it's it's prime <laughs> prime Let's see anyway, what you did there. Anyway, I didn't. I didn't plan that, by the way. I was just you know, totally off the off the cuff. Um, just a, a great, yeah. Playground is a great, great word for it because um, who doesn't want to explore? Like you said, who doesn't want to explore mm-hmm. that? So that's really, it's really cool. I do yeah. think, yeah, absolutely, and it's yeah, and you never know what you're gonna get from. Uh, like unhooking the reins on somebody too a bit, and I'm thinking specifically of. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the game Zelda, mm-hmm. yes. the franchise. Yes. Uh, did you know that Zelda started as a Mario game? Somebody I said, "Hey, that. I have an idea for the next Mario game. Let's do this and this and this." And they built it out a little bit, and they were like, "Ooh, it just feels too different from Mario to say this is a Mario game," and they were like, "Ooh." You're right. And they shelved it. And then they came back to it and like, I know, but we did a bunch of work on it and it's really fun. And then they just changed the names and then doubled down on that sort of, mm-hmm. I guess Zelda's fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy mm-hmm. world settings and stuff. And it's become fantastic. Like my son loves playing Breath of the Wild. and I mean, they just, they keep releasing games. They're, and they're great. There's been, I don't know how many there's been since Breath of the Wild at least two or three that have come out and they all, they always do them. Like they, they, they change up the style, like the animation yeah, or the, I think the it's gameplay. Cool. And that's, that's really interesting. Keeps it, keeps it fresh for sure. So I hope at some point somebody like does that, you know, I, I feel like we don't always need to have this show could have been something else and been like Lord of the Rings inspired. Yeah. What if we do like a, in the story, like a modern retelling. That would be interesting. Lord of the, Rings. the Aragon, the the one about the dragon series mm-hmm. by uh, Christopher Paolini, um, has been de- described as a fantasy setting for Star Wars. And there's actually a lot of similarities for a lot of parts of that. And I've so they've read any of those. So they've they're or seen they have they made one movie. They did. It did not do well. Wasn't it supposed to be a big like movie it, franchise? And then they're like, nah. It was not hated. After this. Yeah. It was generally hated. 
Um, but yeah, it's basically like kind of a Star Wars inspired fantasy series. And so the joke is, I mean, they've been saying this for years. And the author has said, I want to do sci-fi next. I mean, that was, it's been a while since he put out a book. Come on, Christopher. Um, they, they were like, oh, well, next he should do a sci-fi retelling of Lord of the Rings. And like, and in his own style, and he adds a lot of other okay. stuff. It's not like a one-to-one ratio. Yeah, sure. The foundation is the same, though. In the first right. book, it's very similar in a lot of ways to New Hope. Okay. And I see a lot of similarities in a certain character to Lethal Weapon, actually. Oh. No, so does he... No spoilers, but that's... I mean, does he acknowledge that? And does he say, like, I... I don't know. I like... I Yes, this is Star Wars inspired. Uh, he talks about being, he, he talks about like influences and stuff, but I don't know that he actually comes out and is like. This. But if you read it and you, and you think about it and like compare them, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's there. Okay. Some yeah, authors cool. do. Um, Jim, Jim Butcher talks about, uh, he was like, I, um, I write and I often put on like my favorite movies while I'm writing. And so he was like, and you can tell in this one book when Harry goes into the catacombs, he's like. Yeah, I mean, I was watching The Two Towers. Uh, I was like, Mine's of Moria. <laughs> nice. This is one of my favorite parts. And he's nice. like, and that's when I stopped writing. And then when I went back to writing, I didn't do it consciously, but I mean, the influence is definitely there. That's cool. That's neat. Harry doesn't fight a Balrog or anything, but anyway. Balrog. Yeah. Uh, that part. That's cool. So I think there's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah, and I'm I mean. going to finish. That's cool. Like, just like thinking about that, how artists or you know creators authors artists you know whatever um whatever medium you know how how they are influenced by things i think there's like an unfair maybe sometimes an unfair expectation that that they have to come up with something completely original and and fresh and it can't if it if it if it reminds you of something else or it it or you know takes takes from something else you know you're like oh it's bad because it's a it's a it's derivative and blah 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 but it's like it's impossible to just i mean it is you're, you're influenced the by sun. all the stuff that you've you've seen and things you've taken in your life experiences and and your favorite things and so it's like it's, it's like almost impossible to to just make something whole completely new and it's not that's not it's not bad if if there are those like those reminders and those influences because it's like it's just cool it's like mm-hmm. dresden files fans jokingly not jokingly at all actually requests for the author's movie list and music list for what he was reading and listening to at the time and watching when he was writing the book so that you could like feel some of the influences a little more oh, he's never released cool. it that i'm aware of Oh really? He's, they, he's always flattered by it, but he's like, eh, I don't know about that. Really? But like every time you read this is a book, people are like, "Oh my god, what were you listening to or watching?" It, it comes up quite a bit. Is that just more be- than you would think? Is that just because he like references things or or? Um, it was right? because of that comment in a in a panel where he's talking about because he gets asked a lot as as I'm sure all authors do. Like, what is your like writing? Yeah, what, what's your process? What's your process. What's yeah. your process? Yeah. He's famous for saying. There's no such thing as writer's block. He was like, there's no such thing as writer's block. It's called, I have a mortgage. 
this is my job. He's like, this is my job is to write books. This is what I've chosen to do. Mm. And so I spend, he's like, how long do you work at your job? And they're like, well, you know, eight hours a day. And he's like, exactly. I write when I'm writing and not on like tour and doing that kind of stuff. He's like, I write for eight hours a day. He revealed that he burns through a laptop in less than a year. Wow. It's like it's like less than a year to 18 months, depending on how the year's been going, because he types that much on it that he kills it. Really? Yeah. He's like, I, well, I mean, he writes on it and then sometimes games with it. So, you know. Sounds like he needs a good for a laptop. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Because, I mean, think about if you were writing straight for yeah. that long. Yeah. And I don't you know if that's literal. You could replace the keyboard, but, I mean, that is kind of a pain in the butt, I guess. Yeah. And so in that process of, like, his writing style, he was like, you know, and then I, it's not like I don't do other stuff, too. You know, I'll turn on a movie or an audiobook or whatever or take breaks and do this yeah. and that. And he's like, you know, and I just put something on that I'm familiar with. He was like, like, Lord of the Rings and we're typing along. And, Ooh, mine's a Moria. Okay, and now I'm back to it. And he's like, yeah. And then I realized later that, oh, yeah, no, that definitely influenced this part of the book. Yeah, that's that's cool, though. I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a difference between, you know, like being inspired by either whether, you know, subconsciously or subconsciously, or, you know, letting it influence your, you know, your work. The difference between that, obviously, and just like straight up just like ripping it off. Right, and and pa- and trying to pass that off as your own work, and sometimes you can rip stuff off and be upfront about it, and people don't realize it. Um, the show, oh man, I haven't watched any of it. Uh, Carrie Washington is the lead. It was on a few years ago. Oh, oh, Revenge. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, that is based on the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, okay. After I heard that, I was like, maybe I should go back and watch that. <laughs> I haven't yet. It's it's on my list, but it's farther down. Is that by a dumbass? Yeah, Alexander. We file that under. uh... (laughs) No disrespect, Alexander. No disrespect. Absolutely. Um, Yeah. uh, As always, Josh, we can talk for hours and in many different directions. Open, eclectic. Yes, very, very, very. very. Um, I think one more note that I had on the show. I thought the, I wrote down Snow Troll is cool. Yes. And that's an example. The attack was also really cool. What he did. Yeah. Like they're just like, you know, one or two of them get like attacked in a different area. And then the rest of them are like, oh my God, what's happening? What's coming? And they look down that corridor and it's all dark. And then suddenly just some giant ass piece of ice. Just flying flying and like knocks out like three or four more of them. I like that they, the, uh, the, the snow troll wasn't just like a mindless brute. Like Mm -hmm. it was an intelligent, Mm -hmm. maybe Mm -hmm. mindless brute. I don't know, but there, it, there was some strategy to it and it attacked carefully and you know, I, I kind of, I liked that the animals, so to speak, are smart. Did it remind you of the, the Wampa in Star Wars? No. Guess, guess it didn't. No. <laughs> Wampa. Okay. Yeah, I definitely thought of like. Oh, the, that's the that's the snow on Hoth creature, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely got got some Star okay. Wars vibes from that. I kind of, I kind of got um, like uh, Elder Scrolls, like Skyrim. I mean, the okay, video, yeah. video game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, they have you know they have trolls. There's like a, I think they call it a snow troll. Um in Skyrim that's like that you encounter and it's like fairly early 
you can you can encounter it and it pretty much just well at least for me i don't know maybe that just means i'm a bad gamer um you wrecked by this thing like sure you're trying to like go over like a mountain pass right you're trying to get over the other side and there's this this you keep encountering this this troll and you just just can't kill the thing anyway um not as successful as Gladriel and her crew. They did suffer losses in that. Yeah, they did the battle though. Oh, and the uh, there. I mean, there's some really cool stuff in that in that cave scene. Like the, I thought when she, when she was, they were kind of exploring when they first came in, and she hears that the wind like whistling, and she's like, it's it's all ice, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, there was a door here, but like she doesn't say anything. She just like punches through it. Yeah, and then she's like, "There was a door here. Take it down." Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. And then like the little the mark is that like is that in the book? The mark there is a mark, right? There is a mark. That I wasn't. Mean, that's not. This isn't just something that they. No, and I don't know. I don't remember it being so key. But I mean, that works better for the show. Right? Absolutely. You know? I thought, and I thought that was cool. A cool explanation, like. Yeah. But like you know, dripping the water on that table, and it's all like. Yeah, he's you know, around, and, and she's like, "The magic is here. The power is is still here. They yeah. are here. The creatures, you know, that they're tracking." Or yeah, that was cool. So far, my one of my favorite throwaway lines in the show is uh, when the stranger is like whispering to the fireflies, and then like releasing them or whatever. Definitely gave me like the Gandalf vibes. So yeah, maybe it is Gandalf when he's talking to the little moth, right? Yeah, maybe. Um, so maybe it is Gandalf, and that's where he learns his love of like the halflings. Uh, and then he'll run into Saruman later, who's maybe already de- like fully developed, and he'll be like, "Ah, oh, let me teach you, my friend." Right? No, no, yeah. I think I had that. I think I'm not just saying this. Like I did, I did. That did remind me of Gandalf when yeah. he's on top of Orthanc, right? Yeah, and he catches the moth. He catches the moth and is like. <laughs> So I loved how he does. He like whispers to it and like releases them. And the girl, <gasps> the harf, one of the Harford girls, is like, "What do you think he said?" And she's like, "I don't know. I don't speak Firefly." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah. "Yeah, I like that." <laughs> I, yeah, I like the Harfoots. Those, the I, I mean, the 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 one who you get the feeling is going to be like the main uh, character. Poppy is that her name? I think I think so. Yeah, she's. I like her. She seems she's really cool. Yeah, Poppy. Oh, interesting. I may have just gotten myself spoiled on a... Uh-oh. Nope, I didn't. I lied. Okay. Okay, good. I thought th- that her thing was going to say Poppy Proudfoot. Oh. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but no. It's Poppy Proudfellow. Oh. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you can see how that could turn into... Sure. I mean, there's a lot of... There... They're laying a lot of potential groundwork, I think. Um, so no, Nori's the main one. A Nori. Nori, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's right. Is Poppy her friend? Poppy's her friend. Are they Nori just friends? They're not related, right? They... It's Nori Brandyfoot and Poppy. Whatever I said. Proud, proud fellow, fellow, proud fellow, proud feet. <laughs> um. Exactly. So, are we gonna see? Sorry, it's okay. I'm playing, playing footsie under the table. Um, accidentally. Uh, are we gonna see? Well, gosh, no. It it would be way so so far ahead. But I'm I'm like th- I'm thinking Gollum. But I mean, he was just a. I don't think so. I mean, he's old. The ring gave him 
long, long life. life. True. But not that long. Right? I don't think that long. I'd be because, surprised. Because it was after he was alive. I guess we're getting into like I feel like stuff this which is... I have no business of discussing. But like, because the one ring is, he he finds it. So, okay. So, so Elrond makes a comment in the movie. You know, I was there like 900 years ago. Okay. Right. That's the when they had Saruman. Big or, battle. No, Sauron, sorry. Yeah, when they had like that big battle kind of for Middle Earth and, and one of the humans picked up the one ring. Isildur. Right? Yeah. Isildur. 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 Yeah, Isildur. That's it. Uh, so I, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't, I never got the impression that Gollum was alive for that long. But I think we well, do then, know that he did get the ring from Isildur, right? Like Isildur falls and well, no, no, no. it in the water and then Gollum picks it up later like but it's well, years later. it's in a lake like it, yeah. it's because because this isildur is in like going by like a river right and he yeah. he's he's shot or he jumps in the water and then he's shot by the air like the ring betrayed left him, him betrayed him and so he becomes visible and gets shot whatever yeah um because smeagol is fishing with his cousin or his brother yeah. or friend whatever friend cousin so but but it's like it, it also point. talks about how the ring like is hidden for a long, like it just, it just True. lays there for a long time. True. Right? So maybe there is, maybe there's a wide gap there of like, we see this gap on your resume ring. Yeah. Tell us about that. What were you doing? Oh, it's just working on myself. So, I was, uh, self-improvement. Yeah. Well, it was very shiny when I was found. Yeah. <laughs> Being in the water. I, I don't think we're going to see Gollum or Smeagol. I, yeah. I don't have high confidence that that'll happen. I, I agree. I mean, unless the show goes on for a long time, but I don't know. I'm Could like, be. I don't want it to go on for like a Grey's Anatomy. No, length. no, no, no. I think, I think they should. I think the writers should make a plan and be like, okay, but it's like, see our, how the first season was received. Yeah. Based on that, we think we can get this longevity out of it. Let's have a cutoff date here, and let's work up towards what we know is our end goal here. I think, I think that would make the show. A cut above a lot of other stuff. Like having like a, yeah, having a specific t- like time frame. Like we want to accomplish this and then we're going to end it. Tight, no, cohesive storytelling. And not just be like, man, the fans and the money. Gosh, just keep going. Um, Are you worried at all that they're going to try to turn, depending, obviously depending on the success of the show, that they're going to try to turn this into like, like a franchise, like a like a Star Wars or a, like expand, like a Star Wars expanded or extended universe, and a, or a Marvel thing. Like Lord of the Rings is kind of already a franchise, though, isn't it? Well, I yeah, but I mean, are we going to get like multiple TV shows and multiple like more new movies and like new whatever it's hard to say out of out of this if the show is a is a is a is a huge success Are my guess gonna... is that that's like a back pocket thing like oh let's keep that idea and let's see would how that it bother goes. you if they did do that a little it would feel like they're kind of cheapening the whole thing that's kind of what makes lord of the rings great in some ways and don't get me wrong like I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm watching the new Andor show. Sure, yeah. I've watched the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. But it feel, blah, 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 blah. feels different, though. It, I just... Like the origins of it, right? I mean, you get Lord of the Rings, and that, that came out of, like, these, like, these writings of a celebrated author, you know? I mean, yeah. 
not to like diminish, I guess I kind of am, but like, you know, I don't want to diminish, you know, like Star Wars, but it's like, it, it's slightly different, right? Not everything needs like a, like a ridiculously long detailed explanation. Not, not everything does. Some things are better. Right. Like you don't need to know, like the woman at the beginning, not Gladriel, um, who's kind of making flirty eyes towards um, Arondir the like the ranger elf oh yeah bronwyn uh his lady friend his lady friend right uh, like i don't need to know like how did she come to that town you know how long has she oh, been yeah. like into a, a alchemy or apothecary or whatever yeah. and where did she learn that how did she learn that where did that come from like where did that apron come from oh did you see that nail third on the right yeah. second hand down <laughs> where, like where did that come from i don't care yeah, you're know. right. It doesn't you make don't... any difference. Well, I don't need to know all that. You know, we you can have characters that are fully developed that just start on day one and move forward from there. Yeah, like you don't and, like we we can appreciate them for where they are. We get some details, you know, a few details from them, but we don't need yeah to know every detail, if, and we don't need to have a seek a prequel show for everything. And if it becomes relevant later, you know, like. Maybe all of maybe like a handful of her nails were made from like a falling star, and that's the ore that they needed to make these rings of power. Okay, cool. Now that nail has a story, and is integral to the rings of power. Now you mentioned nails. Are you just making that up? Yeah. Okay. I want to make sure because no, that's totally. I make sure just... I wasn't like I. You know, you've watched a little bit further in the show, and they're like, "Oh my god, there's these <laughs> nails." Like, no. <laughs> okay. No, if that happens, I'll be as shocked as you. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll be like, they come knocking on your door and be like, we need how did you nails. know about the nails? How did you know about the nails? Yeah, where did you get these nails? Have you ever been forged in the fires of Mount Doom? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Any final thoughts on Rings of Power? Final thoughts. First, okay. first couple episodes at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch more. Um, did you like the, um, we didn't get a lot of like combat, which I kind of was like kind of itching for. Yeah. But we got a little bit of a taste of it with like that, that orc that comes crawling out of the, the floorboard. And then what's his name? The ranger. Yeah. It's like abducted. Yeah. So that, and that's kind of like almost, that's like a horror ish like it, vibe and I'm like, I like it. Um, and then the kid who found the, the um, sword. Yeah, I'm curious about and that. And like the blood. I have some ideas. That was like flowing so he's, upward. He's cut, right? His his hand or his arm? Yeah, he sustained an injury in his skirmish. And yeah. So now, so you're like, he's tainted. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Right? Or maybe it's the fuel that the sword needs to. Yeah. I don't um, know what. Maybe the sword gets remade into the ring. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I'm guessing. Nails. Nails. Um Yeah, but I thought like that whole orc that was that was cool. And like I've seen online that they the show has been getting praise for like the practical uh, effects, like or the you know, the 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 practical makeup for yeah. the orcs and stuff. It's not all like it looks great. CGI, it's real and like and that's what was that's one of the really awesome things about the movies, right? Yeah. Is that the orcs were just it's practical. practical makeup and mm -hmm. you're like man he's getting it they were like really cool 
I mean, they're evil, but they're really cool. gross. But yeah, cool. yeah, gross and evil, but they're cool. I did. Are there orcs in the Hobbit? I, I think goblins are referenced. Goblins. Um, I think goblins. I think orcs are referenced, but I but I don't think it's because oh, that was like a, a knock about. on. And I know that we're we asked for final thoughts, and now here we are, just you know, <laughs> barreling into something. Like that was another like knock on Hob- the Hobbit movies that it was more like cgi intense as opposed to like a mix of practical and, and cgi but i mean yeah. there's a whole like kind of like documentary that kind of shows like how like kind of like painful making of the hobbit movies was for peter jack and how like draining it was and mm-hmm. on him so it was just it was a different experience yeah and, it was that's okay so, i need to finish those two you mentioned earlier that you'd seen the first two i seen the first one i watched oh, wow. it i watched it in the theater wow. when it came out Obviously, when it came out, because um, otherwise it wouldn't be in the theater. I'd have to refresh on the first. On, I'd have to do a rewind and watch all of them at this point because I don't. Right. Yeah, that's what's holding me back the most at this point. But I mean, we couldn't like. You can't watch the Hobbit movies until we finish the Rings of Power because then you got to watch Rings of Power first. And then you get then you can watch the Hobbit and then you got to watch the Rings. That's fair. I'm gonna go with that. And then you watch Lethal Weapon. And then you watch Lethal Weapon. <laughs> I, I I should I really should finish the Hobbit or watch the Hobbit films, uh, all of them. Yeah. But uh, but uh, as far as final thoughts on the show, um, no, I think I don't really have anything else to say other than I'm excited to see where it goes. Cautiously optimistic. Yes, me too. Which is a big leap up from I don't want to watch yeah, this. From like meh, like eh. How about no? Is yeah. It cautiously optimistic. That's a huge leap for me. So okay, here's a thought. What if? What if after this we do House of the Dragon? No. <laughs> Josh. No. Listeners, Josh hard stopped Game of Thrones at a certain point. Okay. I, I watched me many years later after the show what has had was done. I watched I just went through the whole thing and watched it. Josh, Oof. when did you stop? You stopped like season three, maybe? Okay. Josh has refused thus far to even entertain the idea of watching House of the Dragon. It we would, should change his mind. Listen, if we get a hundred Kofi's, now is this a hundred dollars or a hundred donations? A hundred like, donations, and each Kofi is like what three to five dollars? Yeah, five, something like yeah, that. Five bucks. Yeah. If we got like a hundred Kofi's in the next two weeks after this episode comes out, then I'll take that as a sign that we need to want do house of the dragon. I don't know if we have that many listeners. I just, uh, it would take a lot for me to, okay. To like motivate me to do that. Sure. I mean, and that's fine. I mean like, and I respect that. You can tell me about it on another episode if you okay. want. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll listen. That's I, fine. I, I, I and myself, I am, I'm going to watch it at some point. Could be years from now because it took me years to watch game of Thrones. Um, and I'm doing the Rings of Power right now. And I'm very busy with my hobby of playing video games, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've heard I have heard that House of the Dragon is is good. So, you know, I'd be I'd be uh, it, it's kind of a cool time, like, you know, having the, you know, Rings of Power and and that coming out, you know. So it's like it feels like it's we got some good TV, like. Yeah. So anyway. Um we're cautiously optimistic. Rings of Power. We're looking forward to watching that. Um, so, we're, so we've decided. It has been, uh, it has been spoken. 
Is that the is that the Mandalorian thing? The, not I have not spoken. The man- I have spoken. I have spoken. We're going to uh, dedicate at least a few episodes of this season to Rings of Power. So yeah, that, that works for me. Look, look forward to it. Now, in watching this show, I'm I'm thinking I'm like maybe I'll act. Maybe what if I actually like. Sit down and watch and read. Watch read the Silmarillion. What if I? What if I do that? What if you do? I think. I don't think it's great. It, I'm. <laughs> if I was a betting man, I would not. I would also bet. probably not bet. I would that. not bet that that would happen. I could see you reading chunks of it. I just don't know if. I could like see reading you like reading thing? the whole thing. Now maybe if. If I had gotten into Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit when I was younger, when I was. You know, in late elementary school or middle school, when I didn't have as many responsibilities, distractions, more as much technology. I because believe it or not, I used to read a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, maybe I would have read it then. I don't know. Maybe there's still time. True. So we'll see. But anyway, um, I think we're. I think that's it for this episode. So uh, thank you. Everyone for for sticking with us and and being patient as we we're on a bit of our hiatus. Uh, we're excited. We're you know we're here for season two, and we're excited to see what what transpires. So yeah. that said, yeah, we'll uh, what he said. I agree. <laughs> so everybody. Uh, you know, uh, make sure you check the air pressure in your car tires occasionally, you know, sometimes, especially with the changing of the seasons, you know, it, you, you might notice that you get that low pressure light um, and don't and make sure you floss occasionally. I don't know what I'm, I don't know where I'm going. With I don't know where you're going with this. I'm, I'm trying to wrap it up. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so thanks for listening and we will see you next time. Farewell. Thank you so much for listening. You can find The Open Eclectic on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and MySpace. Want us to ramble on about something specific or have a comment on what you just heard? Send us an email at theopeneclectic at gmail.com. We now have a Ko-Fi if you feel like supporting the show. That's ko-fi.com slash theopeneclectic. Or support the show by leaving us a review. Thanks. We hope you'll join us again next time on The Open Eclectic. Like me, like uh, I have hobbies. Like I play on my Xbox. I mean, I do. But that's I'm a like, hobby. Is that a hobby? That's a hobby. I think that's. A, I think gaming is a hobby now. Well, I, okay. Let me back up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not denigrating gaming because I am a. I. I'm a fairly avid gamer, uh, but I feel like. And I mean, again, there's nothing wrong with spending time playing games. I spend lots of time playing games, but I guess I'm like, I'm, I don't see hobbies like, I don't know what I'm saying. It's not coming out well. I feel like your hobbies, like toy photography, um, 
the things like ventures you do, like the the, the bookbinding stuff, and mm. and just uh, I feel like those are more like productive hobbies, I guess, because you act. I mean, for one, you're producing or making something, like not like something tangible. You're you're making art. Or you're making something, you know, useful, like a, like a, you know, notebook or something, notebook, or, you know, making like t-shirt designs or something like that. But I don't think all hobbies I, have to be, I mean, they don't No, you're right. They producing. don't Cause like reading books, I think is an, is a valid hobby, but you're like, I guess you could put video games in. The, see, I'm not, I'm, this is not coming across. Well, I sound like a real, like jack off, like saying stuff like this, but anyway, hmm. but I just, I feel like. Maybe what I'm trying to say is like, it's more when you said you didn't have time for another hobby, like the hobbies that you have are not necessarily ones that are just like, that you can just like pick up for a minute or like, you know, sit down <laughs> and I'm going to sit down and I'm going to fire up my toy photography machine for 15 minutes. You know, like, I'm like, I'm going to sit down and play a match of Call of Duty on my Xbox and then I'm going to do something else like sure i feel like it's like it's, it's it's more intensive i guess that's that's true actually that's that's kind of what i'm driving at so when you said you didn't have time for another hobby you're actually right now if i were to say like i don't have time for another hobby that's total bs because i have plenty <laughs> of time it's i mean it's i mean we all we all make we all make choices <sighs> a lot right. of a lot of choices about like how you spend your time and what you do and you know we're parents too and that's I don't I don't want to treat that like a hobby because that kind of trivializes parenthood just a little bit. But at the same time, like for us, that was something we thought about before we had Martin. Like we talked about like time and what kind of commitment that is, how that changes your life and, mm -hmm. you know, things that you you give up, so to speak, for your kids and that you're happy to like you don't think of it as like a sacrifice for most hopefully for a lot of it it's just what you do but you yeah. know like today i went to valas mm -hmm. and uh you know i took off that was time off that i took from work mm -hmm. and then i could have gone back to the office after like i could have dropped the kids off at home and then i'd gone back and worked for two hours or whatever and probably been very productive sure but I didn't. Done that, but... I chose to stay home and spend time, you know, with family, and mm -hmm. you know. So it's just yeah. it's that time thing. That's why we always record it, you know, after eight thirty at night, or when we go to a movie, it's like after kids' bedtime most of the time, or in game night, it's right. it's late because it's those, you know. So it's like I could squeeze in more if I if I really wanted to. You could, we could, we all probably could. Yeah, oh yeah. There's there's but... like like a maximum threshold too and and i mean some people you know some people you know thrive on on that like getting as much out of out of all the time they have you know, like like filling up every every possible hour that they can and very you know but you don't but you don't have to do that no you don't it's have like to. you know it's like there's no you know you don't have to there's no you know reason for it and but at the same time you know especially with you know with kids you got to be and I mean, just as being an adult, you know, you have more commitments, so you got to be more deliberate in the way that you, sp you spend what, what time you do have. So, mm -hmm. 
And that's you know, people people do what they do think what they want, and that's cool, man. Yeah, it's it cool, is. bro. Is this broke? Broof. That's one of those things where, like, I I do feel a little bad because, like, you know, you've lent me a couple of games, and then I got a game for my birthday. I did play Fire Ninja Turtles the other day. It was in the exact glory as I remember playing it on, like, NES and in the arcade. Um, But I just, I usually, my go, I just replay games that are, like, my favorites because I don't want to spend the time getting too invested in something else because it's easier for me to turn it off. Right. When I need to. No, and I, that makes sense. And that, that fits with, you know, like we said, with, with your, with your yeah. other hobbies. Because, well like, well, like you just said, it's like it's easier for you to turn it off because it's your favorite. And you play it and you're like, well, you know, but I have already played it. So it's like, I don't. I skip all the cutscenes. I play it to play the game. Right. And. Yeah. And that's, that, that makes, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Get it, man. Yeah. You got to make choices. Speaking of time, you wanna you ready? Should we say anything about like should we make it different? Like Um No, like, you know, be like Wow, season! Like, I mean, we, I mean always, we always wing it. I guess it doesn't. Let's uh, let's do let's do uh, like a like a let, let's address it. I think. Yeah, I think you I know. think we can, but I don't think we have to like plan it out. Maybe just like very roughly, so we can like you know address that it's the beginning of. We decided to say this was the beginning of season two, and then um, and then we just work our way into episode one of the Rings of Power. Yeah. And I guess then after that, or, or more than one episode, more than sure. More than, Depends on how far we got. We, yeah, yeah, that's cool. All right, let's do it. Cool, let's do it. Let's do it. Are we recording now? Yeah, it's live. Oh my god. Oh my god, are we streaming? Hi, America, the world. By the way, you see that little dot right there? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, do you want to start it off, or do you? Would you like? 